Okay, hello, and welcome to the 11th episode of Kane Explains. I'm joined by Dan. Hello. Adam. Hello. And for the very first time, our guest star, Danielle. Hello. <laughs> so. I can't believe it. It's like nearly the end of season one. Oh, he's doing it anyway. He's doing it anyway. We just go, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going with all this. Lovely. I, I You're keeping on going there, Season two, bring it on. I, I, okay, well, before we get started on season two, let's talk a little bit about season one, episode one of Chester Baron Cohen's new show, Who is America? So, first of all... Who is Adam Kane? Who is Adam Kane? You know who I am. Oh, fair enough then. Sorted. <laughs> so, um... I'm so, not like a, a polymer Jason Bourne or something, or a Banksy. Come on. Fucking Banksy! Where did that... Okay, okay right, worry, so anyway, worry. so I've so seen... Anonymous graffiti artist. So, so far, by the time this episode comes... So by the time this episode comes out, a few episodes of Who is America will have been released. But as it currently stands, we've only seen the first one. Dan's seen it, I've seen it, Adam's seen it, Daniel hasn't. But that doesn't mean she doesn't have something to say one, about it. Episode, so, um, it was... I uh, See, I'm not, not actually a huge fan of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Or, like, I like what he does, but I, I haven't, I've seen Algie, I thought that was quite funny. I didn't love Bora, I haven't seen Bruno, and I don't... I haven't seen The Dictator nice. either. <laughs> So uh, I, I, impressionist, I, I, I like what he does, and I like how kind of committed to each role he is. But nothing I've seen of his has been like super funny. How where do you land on the Sasha Baron Cohen thing, Daniel? Well, like you said with Bruno, I think that's a bit much, and I don't like it at all. Uh, at all. What about Borat? Borat is ten out of ten, definitely. Uh, I think he's an absolute genius. I've loved everything he's done. He, he is a bit good. So now we come to This Is America, where he dresses up as four different characters and interviews various people in America. When Dan and I talk about making characters, we always talk about the little details as well as the person they are. Mm -hmm. This is great, you know, in one character, who I, I think is, I can't remember, he's from like the truthery, and he's he's not disabled, but he's in a wheelchair because he's fighting for his right to sit in a wheelchair, you know, and he's quizzing Senator Bernie Sanders about this. Bernie Sanders' big thing is that the top 1% of Americans own more wealth than the bottom 60%. There's, a, there's, there's, too, there's too many. In the top one-tenth of 1% 1 own too much money. So he wants more equality for everyone. Adam, are you laughing because his impression's good or just because he's doing a funny voice? He's doing a funny accent, which I've never heard him say before. I'm doing a New York Jew. Okay, um, although he's from Vermont. Anyway, Great. Um, so, that, so that's Bernie Sanders' thing. He just wants kind of there not to be such a huge gap between the incredibly wealthy and the average Is he person. Is like an American Corbyn? Yeah. For all I thought it's worth, yeah. So he's got this thing about the, the 1% and the 99%. And so Sasha Baron Cohen, is, in his character, said, We don't need Obamacare because when Obamacare came out, I went to the hospital and suddenly I had diabetes and chalky <laughs> deposits. And Adam, why is that funny? Why, why, do you want to say what, what the point of that is? Well, it's because you were just speaking American. All right, that's the So anyway, uh, and it, it's, it's really funny, you know, when he's like, now what we need to do is just move the 99% into the 1%, and Bernie's like, no, I mean, if 100% is all the people. <laughs> if you move 99% into 1%, then that's just 100%. He's like, no, because if you move the nines over, it's I mean, actually 199. How many are you going to talk about? I mean, just the one percent, really. Anyway, so so he's so he's got that character, but the the one who's making all the headlines at the moment is his character, uh, like uh, 
Iran Mossad or something, and he's uh, like a fake Israeli army dude. Yeah, and so the, as I'm sure you've seen on Twitter and all that sort of thing, you know, he's going up to his Republican senators and he's saying, in Israel, we the children they have guns from three and uh, you know up to twelve and they can defend themselves. And these guys are like that. That sounds great. I think we should do that. I, I mean, I've been trying to get it through Congress for years, but no one wants it. No one likes kids with guns Jumping for some on board reason. Like that, they're all going. Oh, there's research to back this up. No, there isn't. They seem fuck all. These are people with huge influence in the most powerful country the world has ever seen. And straight away, they're to jump on the bandwagon of someone who's talking complete shit. And they can't fathom for themselves that the topic they're talking about is not only heinous, but ludicrous. And okay? awful as well. I mean, you, uh, Larry Pratt, who's a major gun lobbyist. Um, this Pratt. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen's character, goes... So these liberals with their anti-tragedy agenda, you know, they've got blood on their hands. And he goes, you're, you're goddamn right. Oh, my God, so, someone finally gets it, you know. Um, my wife shot me the other day, but hey, sometimes I get horny. And, uh, and he's like, well, you got him. It's not rape if it's your wife. <laughs> and the other guy goes, <laughs> uh, and these people are the worst. To be fair, we have spoken a lot about why do people who are clearly racist always go, I'm not racist. This guy at least was putting it out there, he wasn't denying it. Because they went on to talk about a theoretical Muslim guy praying. And Sasha's like, he got shot! <laughs> and the American guy's like, well, you should pray in secret. And it's just authoritarian by nature, really. And Adam. You know what's going to happen, sorry, there? Sorry. They're going to come moaning, oh, we were playing along, we were entrapped, it doesn't matter. No, that that matters more than anything they've ever said in the public domain before. Because as far as they know, they thought it was this real. is completely 100% true. That's their true colours. I mean, uh, Daniel, what does what does Twitter and Instagram make of this this madness that we've got? People like we should give three year olds guns. Nothing. Okay, okay that's okay. Well, it feels like a toy. Like a, a what? Sorry. A toy gun for three year olds. Well, there, there was an element of that. You know, they're like, let us do a children's song about about guns. You know, aim at the fucking head, not the toes. <laughs> you know, shoulders, knees, and toes. No, it was like the yeah yeah. No, no, I was just saying that with Instagram, um, Josh Brolin seems to be getting a lot of trouble talking what? about Trump. Really? Yeah. As in, I didn't know that. <laughs> Can't he just, like, yeah, snap him out of existence? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what, what was he saying? Um, he posted a picture of, um, so the picture that somebody edited of Donald Trump being a gimp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And, but he, he made out in the wow. caption, like, it, like, um, like he was against it, but he clearly wasn't against it. He was like supporting it, and then he's got all these fans like hating on him because he's, he's not actually hating on Trump because that's what he's explaining to him. He's like, I'm not hating, I'm just being comedic. Yeah, you know what I mean? and this is the thing. What we find with with Trump types and with these these right wingers and gun lobbyists is that they almost have no sense of humor. You know, when Bernie Sanders found out he was pranked, he was like, Oh, I I, I can't believe it. You know, it's very funny and all that sort of thing. One of the guys on the thing who's like. So, yeah, make sure children from age 4 to 12, you know, can get guns from the age of 3, you know. I mean, I just supported this guy because I, I love Israel, and, uh, you know, I didn't know it was a joke. And Sarah Palin, who's in the next episode... That's worse that you didn't know it was a joke! Exactly, Sarah Palin, who's in the next episode, she's like, he's making fun of disabled people because he's dressing up as a disabled guy, and, you know, he tricked us all into saying these things. No, he didn't. You said it. So, to, uh, to bring this around a bit, so, Adam, you watched this show... Yeah. What do you make of this? Because it is... Well, it is my first time watching anything uh, that I've never seen before. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> just just focusing on, well, Sasha Cohen just dressing up as, like, different various characters and then he's just talking about absolute 
I don't know. What is he talking about? Oh my god, like, it is significant, I know, but he's uh, talking about it in a very serious kind of way, and that's like what makes it. I'm not intrigued by this series. Come on, but maybe I need to watch it more. I, I, I think it sounds the, like you are intrigued. The premise of it is that to the wider I, world. I don't is, watch uh, Sasha Cohen enough. Sasha Baron Cohen. To, to um, the wider world, it's really obvious that he's joking and taking the piss. But the people he's speaking to are deadly serious and agree with him. And things. that's the joke. And right. one thing Sarah Palin was saying is that you know he he lied to us. He was he was telling us lies. Now oh, there's a politician is lied to. Oh no. I mean, there's, there's, always lied to you. there's one fantastic exactly. bit in V for Vendetta where they say that, you know, the government uses lies to cover up the truth, whereas... Lies to tell lies to tell the truth. Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened here. And they're always lying to us. So one thing I thought, and you definitely should check this out, Daniel, although it's only half an hour, so it felt like it was too short. It seemed to end abruptly. It was yeah. just, and it was over. And the other thing is, is that it was kind of a bit too terrifying to be, like, properly funny. Like, Borat is very silly and that sort of thing. Um, but you know it's a joke. Whereas in this one, they're like, "Yeah, raping your wife, hilarious. Shooting random Muslims, excellent. Children should have guns, fantastic." And it's yeah, yeah, and exactly that. And it's just it's it's awful, really. And the other thing is that it didn't really challenge these people's beliefs either. You know, no one came. I don't at, think he needed to. I I hear that, but then even these people, you know, they're, they're like, "Oh, it's not my fault. I was tricked." So they're not even like, "Oh God, don't my beliefs look silly now?" No, there's nothing like that. Even I think they make them they make themselves look silly by trying to flounder. They do, but they They're never they never learn from it. He he met that Republican couple, and he's like, so me and I with my with my liberal wife, we make our children stand I'm to a go. White cisgender heterosexual male for which I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because they don't know they're being pranked. He's reinforcing their stereotype of liberals, you know, and they they're, they're going to leave that thinking we're fucking right the whole time. You know, so there's and the other thing is, is you got yeah Bernie's like this was a good joke I'll, I'll like this it's very funny, but you've also got the right wingers coming out and going oh it's not balanced he's attacking he's attacking conservatives oh leave us alone don't say mean things about conservatives us conservatives never attack liberals not at all it's not fair if they do it but the problem with these people is it's so strong but also don't say mean things about us please yeah, the only one I felt sorry for was the um the art gallery owner. Who literally cut out her pubes on TV. Yeah, but you could tell that she was just trying to be nice and not get shanked by this psycho <laughs> as well. Because, okay, what he was doing is he's pretending he was an ex-con who suddenly drew these magnificent works of art in his own shit and cum. And he shows them to this, yeah, to this gallery owner in California. And she's clearly going like, wow, it's, it's, it's great. Aren't you such a genius to send something so horrible and it's so beautiful? And she's just like, please don't let me die. Please don't let me die. I, I sort of took it like she was so, oh, hello, this is serious. I'm quite into this. But she also has to be because yeah. most artistic things are ridiculous. That's true. She's I mean, trying to be open. Granted, of course, it, she's a pretentious twat. But I, I thought that was that was a bit of an unfair entrapment for me. I, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. still very funny. Yeah. So what did you make of that particular outrageous segment, Adam? Uh, well, very aggressive. Yeah, you're talking about absolute, well, you know what you're talking about. I mean, what was it you were talking about anyway? I was trying to catch every word you were saying. <laughs> so, um, so you're there's... obsessed. No, I'm upset. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the verge of tears. So, uh, there has been a subject that uh, Dan Sabiri would like to bring to the table that you've had in mind for a little while that concerns you more than it concerns me. And I'd love to get Danielle's perspective on it. Yeah, I wouldn't say concerns so much as... 
It's just a, a shift in. I'm a, I'm a bit puzzled and I don't really know where one stands in, in the kind of, I guess, dating scene, for want of a better term. Because, you know, with the rise of online apps, all this dating, I don't know anyone bearing in mind like one or two couples who have met analogue in real life. Everyone's met online. And I kind of would feel a bit seedy just talking to a girl in real life now. Because, okay, background. I've been watching Friends all the way through again. And every episode, someone's like, oh, I met this guy in the coffee house. But I've not heard anyone say that in real life for years and years yeah. now. And I don't think that's a real thing. So, like, I mean, are, are you still allowed to talk to people randomly in public? Is that I think is that shameful? Is it seedy? Is it's not because what? everything is social media now. So, like, it would look weird, wouldn't it? They'd feel awkward and about it. They don't really want to do it in front of, like, a whole, you know, group of people. They just feel like, oh, well, the woman should just go, why are you talking to me? Piss no. off or something. I don't think she'd tell you to piss off. No, no, no. no. I'm I not mean, saying it's... that. I'm just saying, can you not... But you would look strange just because it's not normal anymore. Yeah. But then when did it stop being normal as well? Because, I mean, when, when I was at, you know, at university, I guess you were supposed to approach people at the club. When I went to university, we just about didn't have Tinder. Like, it was probably, like, about a year after I left the, the Tinder and such kind of thing. And it seems like... Like, using apps and stuff is the more normal thing now, whereas we did it for a meme back at university, you know, it's like, oh, what are we doing today? Um, no one is the answer to that. Um, <laughs> so, um... Just, just a bit of a, a background story. So when you're out with, like, a, a bunch of blokes in a, in a club, I know that sounds so weird to hear me say that, there's quite a lot of pressure to try and, like, talk to girls and stuff, right? So I thought, okay, I'll give this a whirl, and I went up to this group of girls, I was like, oh, my God, she invited us to sit down with them. Amazing. So and then far, I so start, good. Started talking, and I started to get this like horrible, crushing guilt and anxiety, and I just felt like the most seedy person on earth because, like, I didn't want to do anything and stuff. I'm not like that, but they don't know that. And from the outside, it looks like I'm just trying to be like, "Hi, babes, or what? You want to come back?" Like, it's just it's horrible, and it. I like instantly got out of the zone. I was like, "No, oh, we got to go." Bye. When like, you say that, was I right to feel weird doing that? Um, I don't know. It depends on how much alcohol you've been drinking. Everyone was like. Fairly squiffy. I feel like you more confidence, isn't it, after you've been drinking to do things like that? So, so I'm still if crushing you go to a club where everyone there. else is like drunk and stuff, then obviously you're gonna be a lot less confident than everyone else. Especially girls when they're drunk, they can. That's probably why you have so much anxiety. So they're quite full on, aren't they, when they're drunk? I, I was I was not sober. Uh, it must be said, but I still felt like I was of sound enough mind to to understand what was going on and still be myself. You know. Yeah. So do you think they were like, oh, this guy's talking to us? Or they're like, oh, what's he doing talking to us? I mean, um, how is it like for you when you go to the old clubbo? And uh, I mean, especially what, what what are the men around here? Like, I have no idea. Because as you said, things are all like online and apps and stuff now. I feel like when like girls go to the club and a guy approaches them, nowadays it feels like it's all for like one thing, especially in a club. Because when guys are drunk, yeah. they usually do want one thing. Like, not, not saying that everyone's like that, but most guys... So usually we do just like brush them off, they come up to us like, nah, I don't know. Okay, so are you talking about when someone talks to you or when, this is what I hate, we used to mention about this when we were even um, like 18, 19, we were first old enough to go out, out in Oceano, Milton Keynes, which is shit old, but anyway, we just used to always see well, these guys. we just lost a sponsor there. <laughs> it's oh. wonderful, no, it's fine. These guys approach girls, but like they wouldn't talk, they just go right behind them, like grab them and rub against them, and we're like, oh, that's literally the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. I mean, that's especially not okay now, yeah, you know. It's, it's, with that's, that's awful, and that's just how you just don't want to appear. But I, I just wanted to have a chat. That's it. Well, I mean, this is this is the I guess you could say like difficulty I had at university because I I just turned eighteen, nineteen at the time, 
and my housemate Dexter, um, top bloke. Is he dead? No, he's not dead. He just did a little prayer sign. Um, <laughs> he, he made my life better. You know, he'd always be like, oh, just, just, you know, you got to go for the next, son, you know, like. But that's horrible. Well, and it's just, it's not me, you know. I mean, the fact that I did this means it's probably not for me. But, um, <laughs> is, you know, like, I remember day one through till fucking turned 65 at the first year, you know. There, there are times when we'd be sat on the bus to go to the club and it was all very busy because the club... Oh, did you go to Bachelors? We did. Oh, God. Represent. And we'd, we'd get on the bus <laughs> and the girl sat next to me, very pretty. I remember her name, but I'm not going to say it on here. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, newly 18 at this point. And, you know, m my boys that I live with who have been to clubs before in their life and are a bit older than me are like... <sighs> I'm like, what? Choke, choke her out. And it's like, nah, go for the next, son. This, this went on... For the whole year, you know, different times, you know, I'd be standing, you know, somewhere in the club and Dexter would be like, and he'd, you know, he'd, he'd look, make eyes at me and grab grab his neck as if, say, go for the neck, son, because that's what the thing was back then. That's what blokes do, That's it? what men do, but I was never one of those people. So now that you've said that when you, Danielle, when you go to the club and you know that, you know, what the guys are there for, is that not what you girls go there for as well? I mean, I, I was sort of of the understanding that, more than Actually, a, more, no, not, do you not go out well, to get some spare do? Like if I go out with my friends, like a group of girls, that's definitely not what we're going for. It's going to have a good time together, and that's the genuine truth. I feel like it's definitely more guys that do that than girls. Honestly, like you don't get many girls approaching guys at the club. But is that because? And I, uh, I hope I'm wrong about this. But is that not because women generally don't approach men? Possibly. I don't think I've ever gone to a club to look for anything like that. So going to a club doesn't have the same meaning it once did, essentially. Yeah. I guess. Okay, I mean that that is in a way news to me because I, I I find it very reassuring. I mean, good, but yeah, the number of people around here who are like, oh, I'm going to this club, which we won't name, but it's shit. And like consistently, people mm -hmm. are like, oh, shit. I'm like, why are you going then? You know, you don't have to go. You know, so if the club is somehow not desirable and neither are the men, what are you going there for? The music. Have a good time with your friends. Just drink alcohol, so exactly. you want, once you're drunk, time, you'll, you'll have it, more so. confidence, and it's quite a nice feeling. So you can just have yeah. a good time. I guess that's fair. We actually haven't asked Adam what he thinks oh, about this. Oh, yeah. So, so in in the approaching women game, because yeah. you know you're an aspiring model with brimming with confidence. Yeah. Women like that, I've been told. So, <laughs> so what what what's the the uh, the dating scene like for you? Because after that, I've been with Cat for four and a bit years now, so I don't need to do dating anymore. I've I've of one, you know. Well, I would say, well, well, meeting someone in a nightclub is not really the uh, most casual way of doing it. It's definitely not casual at all. Because then the girls or the guy, I don't know, either way, they get drunk and then that's when it leads to serious consequences. What What do you interpret serious consequences to be? Well, it's when they, they go into, excuse my uh, my French, they go into the toilet and then they just do whatever it is that's so, I don't know. What did you say that was rude for you said, excuse my French. And then proceeded to nail it. So. Well, that's, that's just what I think it is, but... Have, I mean, okay, well, right. It's naturally an old-fashioned an old thing. That's what I was going to say, because yeah. that, that sounds more like... I've never like... been aware of anyone banging in the toilet. Me neither, especially, especially in a club. Especially on a nightclub. Well, it's probably a thing... Uh, I don't think it happens so much, but that's just what I think. But... So that's your understanding of it, right, based on past... Yeah, but I know it's not always true. But all. you've been... Mm. Have you been to clubs before? Uh, not for a little while, no. Okay. I mean, apart from your one. I mean, I uh, yeah, you? used to uh, go clubbing in Oxford. Okay, so okay, tell us about that because I see. To me, it seems like the object of clubbing is hopefully you pull someone tonight. 
I wish that weren't the case, but or and it seems like it isn't anymore. Well, it, it's different. Like I said, when it's with a, a group of blokes, there's always a bit of like it's kind of weird yeah. if you're just there and you're well, looking at your mates and dancing. It's just weird shit. What was the original way? Take out the folks, for example. The original way. When the you original. Probably bump one. them on the head in the caveman times, and then. Uh, That's uh, like do, the proper do, original way. Yeah. Do you mean like our parents? Yeah, our parents. I imagine that they probably met in normal circumstances in. I'd say yeah, at work or on the bus or in a, in a dance hall. That's what happens. People yeah. meet at work and stuff. Yeah. Is, is that the normal way now? You know, the, there are people we work with Can who still have, be, yeah. who have since got together because they they work together. Yeah. So maybe that forced closeness actually. But they knew each other first. That's my point. You you would never just see a random person and be like, yeah, exactly. Cool, you're you're fit. Do you want to come for a drink? Whereas, but I, but I in friends, they make out that it's like a viable option. Yeah, from basically everything that that. In America, well, you, get away with it. you get away with it. I've not been to. That's a fair. Point. I don't think you should say, "Hey, you're fit. Let's go for a drink." I that's, wouldn't actually say true. that. No, neither would I. But I'm just saying, you just say that, like on a but show Adam, or something. Do you, do you fancy a drink? He's blushing. He's lit up. <laughs> no. Oh, that's me. Get rejected live on air. <laughs> um. So it's all about trust, isn't it? Do you not trust me? It sounds <laughs> what like. The fuck? <laughs> Get fucking pard. So, <laughs> so yeah, meeting people is. I mean, cause I I think about this sometimes. I'm like, if Cat and I were ever to finish, I don't know what I'd do, and I don't mean like I'd be beside myself with misery. What I mean is, how do you meet new people? Because back when I was at university, I was a titan of industry, a leader of men and women, and <laughs> um, you know that that's cool, and you know, and I met people through that because what is university if not just kind of crashing into other people, you know? Whereas that seems to happen less in real life. You know, people have their friends more or less, and they occasionally make new ones. You know, so I don't, I don't know how I'd get back into the dating scene if, uh, if, if, if this. Well, it'd have to be Tinder, wouldn't it? Because I've seen a way to like contrive meeting. Yeah, but then I don't know what what you guys have the tenders right, or you no. did never. You've never done tendering. I did it ages ago, about two years ago. Okay, and do you do tendering sometimes? Okay, and what was that for you, and what is that for you? Because I don't think we've ever done Tinder. No, because that seems to me like just you know, oh fuck it, you're done. There's, there's no. It it looks awful to me. It is. I had a finish a couple of weeks, but literally every single guy I spoke to on there, which wasn't there, because about like you know, it was about (laughs) sixty. No, they just generally all wanted one thing. It was oh yeah, literally one purpose. Not even joking. Like, but then I don't think it's a way. I don't think if if you're looking for a relationship, I don't think Tinder's the way forward. If you just want fun, then Tinder is. I mean, to be fair, the problem I've said this often. The problem with Tinder is that the only kind of people you meet on there are people who are on Tinder. You know, (laughs) and like there, the problem. But you said you're a more recent user of of the old Tinder box, Adam. So what's popping there? Well, I've liked a few girls, but. The truth is, I don't really think I'm going to be using these dating apps anymore because what is the point, if you get me? They'll take a long time to respond, and then after that, they've gone. Are, so, you, are you saying anything to them? Or are you just matching and then going, oh, that's nice? Just matching, and then I would start a conversation like, hi, how are you? And then see if they reply back, but none of them have replied back for like... See, I, I've seen this. Aren't you meant to say something completely ridiculous that you'd never say in real life in order to get someone's attention these days? Sometimes. That's the thing I've heard of. I just think it's better to meet someone in person now. I mean, to be fair, he's going the wholesome route of saying, hi, how are you? That like that should be the way, shouldn't it? I don't know, You'd hope. Is it? Like, would you like to meet Cocky McCockface? Or, like, I don't know what, what the fuck kind of... So, okay. So we're, we're all basically not using Tinder. So how do you meet people? 
as a good-looking guy, as a good-looking girl, as us. You know how? Get right. <laughs> but, but yeah, this is a par fest. But um, it's I mean, a fucking roast. <laughs> the roast down to Barry. But like, surely if you if you're right looking, that's got to be dating on easy mode, right? So how does how how's that in your lives? As long as the light maybe not using me, it, it could be easier. It just depends who I meet. Absolutely. Well, this this actually uh, does lend itself to a segue of sorts. Um, which is, ooh, obviously dating is a, an interesting and multivariant thing. But there is a TV show that I've been watching a fair amount recently. It's called First Dates, and it seems like the least reprehensible version of these kind of shows that exist, although actually it's quite good. It's not just least reprehensible, it's, it's all right. That's a good show. You know, and people get paired up with people they would probably never normally meet, and they get paired up based on things they like and all that sort of thing, and it's fairly wholesome for what it's worth. So... Kat and I watch it every now and again. We're like, it'd be a bit fun to go on there just to see what the the pairing the show would make for mm -hmm. you is. So to that end, Adam, would you like to go on first dates? Like, just, even just as an entertainment thing, because it is a TV show, you get to put yourself and your character and all that good stuff out there. I think it'd be cool, yeah. Okay, so you'd like to go on first dates? Okay, is would... this your official consent? Well, I haven't watched any episodes for like, well... Would you like to go to a swanky restaurant for free and meet an attractive girl? Yeah, that's the right answer. I mean, that that is that. Uh, yeah, that sounds good to me as well. Because talking over a dinner table is the right thing to do, really. Because like you're enjoying your uh, glass of wine, saying, "Oh yeah, this is a lovely glass of wine, isn't it?" Oh, he'd have wine. He's a classy boy. <laughs> I mean, is there any Stella? Is there anything more? Um... Girls tend to go for wine, and we go for beer, don't we? So. I so I actually don't drink beer. Call? It's too fattening. And as as a fancy person myself, I, I can't. <laughs> can't be doing the beer thing Ugh. <laughs> also not whiny they're really just most alcohol things but in any sense yes at least you have a vision for it danielle would you ever go on first dates i'm in a relationship so it would be for <laughs> the meme not. okay hypothetically yeah hypothetically um, let's say you're not in a relationship i don't know i'm not sure if i want to parade myself on tv okay so th that's fair so probably not but you do want to be on tv adam yeah because you've seen me what i'm like Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think the nation deserves to see that too. Thank you. I think so. You're welcome. So, uh, would you like us to sign you up for first date so you can be on TV? The fact is, I'd have to watch the episodes uh, like quite a few times, and then that, that I mean, way read up us. read up its background and all that, and then that way. Well, yeah, no, I'd be just... confident at signing up. It's just a restaurant in London that you get to yeah. go on a date. We'll take you there. We'll brief you. We'll give you notes. I know exactly. Yeah, I know. It's not that I'm nervous or anything. I just like to watch a few episodes just to get full good explanation of the whole show, you know? That's very sensible. I think, uh, well, that's research. That's research. So, um, viewers, do keep an eye on Channel 4 or E4 or whatever channel it's on because Adam Kane may be coming to a screen near you somewhere. <laughs> Amazing. I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should have maybe gone a bit more open out of that, shouldn't I? That was, that was it, quite, quite it, out there. Try again. I'm just so amazed by it. Oh my god. My first screen test in like, I don't know, 10 years or something? Wow. Did you have Bring a screen it. test when you were like 10? No. 11? No. Try again then. <laughs> okay. Well, there's no screen, no, is there? Except for a laptop. <laughs> Alright, so let's, let's try that bit again. Um, I can't believe it. Like a screen test is going to be the li literally the most uh, professional thing I'm going to be doing. Do you know what a screen test is? Yeah, it's when you're talking to the screen, but not eyes directly at the camera. It's like you're looking away, you're visualising from the script as you're like, you know, telling yeah, the story. Yeah, so. kind of. But don't worry, we'll we'll, we'll explain another day.
So there you go, there's a few things. If you haven't checked it out already, do check out Sasha Baron Cohen's Who is America. It's on um, like 4OD or, or 4 or whatever the new on-demand service thing is called. We've found ourselves perhaps slightly more clear on what dating is these days now. slightly more humbled. Well, humbled? Yeah, everyone should be able to understand it more than they listen to this. <laughs> Sorry, what? Hopefully everyone will be able to listen to our reasons behind it then. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean... Find it quite motivating. I hope they do. So is it just normal to like message? Is messaging people essentially out of the blue, kind of like just approaching them, or? I say stage one, meet the person in person, and then stage two, that then sound- it comes to messages. But then it sounds to me like stage your stage one would ordinarily be like stage two. So if you're doing the apps thing, you haven't met them yet. Yeah. But I guess just people that you work with, which is a good reason to change job if you need to. And finally, we'll be attempting to get Adam onto first dates. You heard it here first, folks. All right, thank you for listening. Um, Danielle, have you had a good time? Absolutely. Good. Sounds like we've got a hostage. Um, <laughs> no, I have, yeah. And I'm not freaking this. I'm not back up. There is no gun. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Thank you to our guests. Stay stay good, and thanks for joining us, Danielle. You're welcome. Adios, <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you later, Brand Flakes.